Chapter Three of Grace Harlowe's Third Year at Overton College by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: First Impressions. Miriam smiled involuntarily. Grace looked surprised. Elfreda indifferent, and Anne amused. The word "woman" seemed absurdly out of place from the lips of this girl, who looked as though she had just been promoted to long dresses. Oh yes, I know I look not more than eighteen. Quickly remarked Kathleen West, noticing Miriam's smile. But I'm not. I'm twenty-two years old, and I've been on a newspaper for four years. Why, that's the way I earned my money to come here. I'll tell you about it some other time. It's too long a story for now. Besides, I'm hungry. At what time are we to be fed? And other meals good? I have no illusions regarding boarding houses. The meals are excellent," replied Anne. "You must have dinner with us. Then we will see about securing a room for you." I think you will be able to get in here. This used to be considered a freshman house, but all those who were freshmen with us have stayed on, and if last year's freshmen stay too, then Wayne Hall will be full and— I won't get in, finished the young woman calmly. Come into the house now and meet Mrs. Elwood, invited Grace. Then you can learn your fate. Yes, I can just make room for you, Mrs. Elwood was saying a few minutes later. Miss Evans is not coming back, and Miss Acker is going to Livingstone Hall. Her two particular friends are there. Miss Dean wishes to room alone this year, so that disposes of the vacancy left by Miss Acker. But the half of the room Miss Evans had is not occupied. It is on the second floor at the east end of the hall. Then I'll take it, returned Kathleen promptly, and move in at once. I may not stay here long, but at least I'll be happy while I stay. But if I should survive all these exams, there will be cause for rejoicing, and I'll give a frolic that you will all remember, or my name's not Kathleen West. Is there any one who would love to help me upstairs with my things? Well, what do you think of her? asked Elfreda abruptly. Having helped Kathleen to her room with her luggage, they had left her to herself, and were now in their own room. Miriam stood looking out the window, her hands behind her back. At Elfreda's question she turned, looked thoughtfully at her roommate, then said slowly, "'I don't know. I haven't decided. She's friendly and enthusiastic and hard and indifferent all in the same moment. I think her work has made her so. I believe she has hidden her inner self away, so deep that she has forgotten what the real Kathleen is like.' "'I believe so too, Miriam,' agreed Elfreda. "'I could see that you weren't favourably impressed with her. I could see—' "'You see entirely too much,' laughed Miriam. "'I haven't even formed on opinion of Miss West yet. "'I wonder how long she has known Mabel Ashe. "'Not very long, I'll wager.' "'An hour later Grace appeared in the door waving a letter. "'Here's Mabel's letter,' she cried. "'Come into my room and we will read it.' "'The letter was not far behind the telegram,' remarked Anne "'as she closed the door of their room "'and seated herself on the couch beside Miriam.' Do hurry, Grace, and read us what Mabel has to offer on the subject of Kathleen Maveney—West, I mean," corrected Elfreda with a giggle. Grace unfolded the letter and began to read. My dear Grace, please forgive me for neglecting you so shamefully, but I am now wrestling with a real job on a real newspaper and am so occupied with trying to keep it that I haven't had time to think of anything else. Father is deeply disgusted with my journalistic efforts. He wishes me to go to Europe this summer, but the light of ambition burns too vividly to be quenched even by my beloved Europe. When next I go abroad it will be with my own hard-earned wages. 
I haven't done anything startling yet. I have been chronicling faithfully the doings of society. As most of the elect are out of town, my news-gathering has been in the nature of a harvest. However, I am still striving, still hoping for the day when I shall leave society far behind and sally forth on the trail of a big story. But I am diverging from one of the chief purposes of this letter. It is to introduce to you Kathleen West, an ambitious and particularly clever young woman, who is a star reporter on this paper. It seems that she and I have changed ambitions. I sigh for journalistic fame, and she sighs for college. She has done more than sigh. She has been saving her money for ever so long, determined to take unto herself a college education. I admire her spirit, and have praised Overton so warmly, how could I help it, that she has decided to cast her lot there. Hence my telegram, also this letter. Please be as nice with her as you know how to be, for I am sure she will prove herself a credit to Overton. I shall hope to see you some time during the fall. I am going to try to get a day or two off and run down to see you. Tell Anne the press is greater than the stage, and tell Elfrida and Miriam that I am collecting the autographs of famous people, and that theirs would be greatly appreciated, particularly if attached to letters. I must bring this epistle to an abrupt close, and go out on the trail of an engagement, the rumour of which was whispered to me last night. With love to you and the girls. Mabel. P.S. Francis sails for home next week. What a nice letter, commented Elfrida. It is just like her, isn't it? Yes, replied Grace slowly. Girls, do you suppose Mabel and Miss West are really friends? Not as we are, replied Miriam with a positive shake of her head. Elfrida and I were talking of that very thing while you were in your room. Elfrida said she doesn't believe that Mabel had known Miss West long. Tis a matter with us, asked Grace a trifle impatiently. Here we are, prowling about the bush, trying to conceal under polite inquiry the fact that we don't quite approve of Miss West. We would actually like to dig up something to criticise. There is nothing like absolute freedom of speech, is there? said Elfrida with a short laugh. It is true, though, said Great stoutly. It isn't fair, either. She has done nothing to deserve it. Besides, Mabel likes her. Mabel doesn't say in her letter that she likes her reminded Anne. She says Miss West is clever and that she admires her spirit. You too, Anne, said Grace reproachfully. I don't like her, declared Elfrida belligerently. If it weren't for Mabel's letter, I'd leave her strictly to her own devices. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves, exclaimed Grace. We have met Miss West with smiles, and here we are discussing her behind her back. I didn't meet her with smiles, contradicted Elfrida. I was as sober as a judge all the time we stood talking to her. She is too flippant to suit me. She doesn't take college very seriously. I could see that. There goes the dinner bell, exclaimed Grace with sudden irrelevance to the subject of the newspaper girl. Let us stop gossiping and go to dinner. At dinner Grace was not sorry to note that Kathleen West had been placed at the end of the table, farthest from her. Through the meal she found her eyes straying often toward the erect little figure of the newcomer, who, exhibiting not a particle of reserve, chatted with the girls nearest to her, with the utmost unconcern. "'I suppose her newspaper training has made her self-possessed and not afraid of strangers,' reflected Grace, but she could not refrain from secretly wondering a little just how strong a friendship existed between Kathleen West and Mabel. End of chapter 3 Recording by Ashley Jane